time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, Episode Zero. My name is Anthony Lewis. And I'm Dan Lewis. Um, so this is uh, step one, I guess, of a series of podcasts for uh, the Cinema Geekly website, cinemageekly.com. Uh, you'll be able to listen to us uh, via the website, of course, and on iTunes. Uh, Dan usually uh, is hanging around with me uh, on the SphereCast podcast, which is a little bit different than this one, I think. Um, at least that's the hope for this podcast. Um, wouldn't you say, Dan, that we do have at least some uh, movie and TV discussions over there? Yes, but it's mostly filthy jokes. Yes. <laughs> and then we're, we also have Jason in there for some color commentary. Um and extremely I, colorful. I was going to say extremely colorful. Um, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash cinemageekly. And um, we do have a Facebook page set up, but uh, until we get the proper number of followers, unfortunately they saddle you with one of those facebook.com slash pages slash cinemageekly slash 57834278761 One of those addresses. Uh, Can't you like change it on Facebook? I thought Facebook allowed you to change. Um, it. They do, but you need to have a certain amount of likes first. And since this is episode zero, obviously we are going to be uh, recording this before the website actually launches. So this is here for the launch. And since things are just coming together right now, not quite enough likes yet on Facebook to garner that uh, oh so lovely uh, shortened URL from them. So um, now here's the thing. Uh, if you want to just go ahead and turn this podcast off right now, you may. Uh, Dan and I, neither of us, are in fact uh, experts in, nor have any experience in, the movie or <laughs> television business. I, I do have, I, I will have other hosts on from time to time who do in fact have some uh, some inner workings. Really? In the business. Yes, yes. Like what? Uh, I, I have a, uh, a friend of mine... Uh, named Rick DeBatz, who I'm doing uh, some work for right now, who is uh, doing a lot of film work right now. He just had a, uh, a short film they shot uh, go to uh, Hell's Half Mile, which is a film and music festival in Michigan. Uh, they just actually had it shown at the Planetarium here. Uh, so local filmmaking uh, there, and he is working on a, a web series right now, writing one. And um, I'm actually helping him with uh, getting that all online. So uh, there's that. Uh, I uh, uh, Hopefully at some point I would really like to get, a, I don't want to sit here and name names, um, but I have a, uh, an acquaintance who used to actually live out Hollywood way. And, yeah, he worked for, he worked for some, uh, did some editing and uh, some work like that, some production work. Um, on, on movies you would actually have heard of, Dan, like some of the Bourne movies, uh, and things like that. So, what did he do? Like, um, they, junk? um, he didn't do like the actual film, the company, I think he was working for at the time they were doing the DVD stuff and they did like a lot of the extras. So they had to like fly all over the place, like cross country and to different nations and things like that where they shot the film and shoot stuff there. And then obviously they had to do like interviews with like Matt Damon and... Uh, oh, he actually got to interview Matt Damon? He actually met him? Um, quite possibly. I never actually got that deep. This, this is how far away we are from yes, yes, the this movie. Is, this is how actually far got to meet someone famous? This is how far away. We're just people who like movies and film uh, and TV and uh, watch a lot of it and talk a lot about it. 
And um, hopefully the reason you're going to keep listening is that maybe you just enjoy uh, or share the same opinion that we have and uh, you find it at least somewhat relevant or interesting. Uh, perhaps the lowest common denominator, somewhat entertaining. And uh, that is why you'll continue to uh, to check us out. Um, Dan, now you're uh, – I'm kind of like a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to being a fan of movies. I like uh, everything kind of old and new, but – wouldn't you say that you are more into older films than you are newer films? Not that you don't like newer films, but you're more... It depends on what they are. You're more into classic films. Okay, well, uh, let's do it this way. I have, um, like, a like a top... You have, like, a top five movies? That you're like, these are in my top five. Maybe no specific order. That's oh, man, I'd have to go to... I'd have to go someplace I haven't gone in a very long time. No. Um, Yahoo.com. <laughs> why do you actually have them listed somewhere? Let's see here, sign in. Oh, yeah, but here's the problem: you've gone. If you haven't been there in a long time, it's possible that your tastes may have changed in that time. Well, I just have a list of what I what I consider my. Gra- I got a. Where the hell is the movie that on here? I mean, I have a I have a great uh, long list of of favorite movies, and I mean they've kind of got everything on there from. Um. You know, like uh, the Land Before Time is on that list, but you know, so is uh, Glory and Shawshank Redemption, uh, Schindler's List, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's it goes all over the place. Um, oh my God! I think they got rid of it. Did they? <laughs> do, you have, do you have like a top three then, Dan, off the top of your head? You know, something to just for the listeners to get like a an idea of what Dan likes in his films. Do they just get rid of my awesome fucking, whoops, <laughs> top, top ten movie? I can't believe they just did that to me. That's okay. I'm suing them. Uh, Dan's uh, is poor when it comes to this. I don't know. I, I Well, obviously I'd like Citizen Kane. You okay. pretty much have to. Because, if if, yeah, you're considered a loser if you don't. Now is that is that how I haven't it's... even seen the film, but I just say I like it. <laughs> now I know that happens to not be the case, Dan. I don't know what that film's about. I don't know who's in it, but I do love it. You just know that you have to like it. Yeah, you have to. Do you but think? I... Do you think it's a little overrated, or do you think it is rated properly? Um, I think when people watch it today, they think it's overrated. Right. But um, I think the best thing is to listen to Roger Ebert's. Uh, commentary and you realize that pretty much everything you see in that film that was like the first time anyone ever decided to do it right and also the the circumstances in which it was made was kind of extraordinary and i mean even if you just take out the uh the exterior part which is the um all of the innovations and all the you know the real movie magic they did to make that film look the way it did even if you take that stuff out of it the movie is still good by itself um I, I think that the reason it's still heralded, though, is because of how they were able to make that movie in the way that they made it. Um, yeah. a, a good movie, but amazing production. Just, you know, uh, the kind of the the kind of uh, miracle they worked for that movie is the kind of things that people make movies about, for God's sake. So we someday we should see some sort of Citizen Kane film about just the production of the movie. It's some yeah. dramatic. There was a there was a there was like a two hour documentary that almost won a almost won an Oscar for it. Really? Yeah, the documentary is also something you should probably watch. 
if you want to understand it, because it tells how the circumstances of how it got made, like how Orson Welles did the, uh, how essentially he even says himself that the, the whole time he was always coddled, like people would always say, oh, oh it's never been made, it's never been painted like that. Right, right. He did a, a radio show, it's never been done like that. And he <laughs> said, like, no one's ever told him that, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. Right. He said he kind of learned a big lesson on uh, Citizen Kane. Yes. Uh, so what else would you say is what else would you say makes that list? Third Man, oh, yeah, perhaps. Definitely. You that think that's a movie? Which is uh, another film with Orson Welles in it. Anything, anything recent that you would say would be a really good film that you've seen? Uh, I didn't like Lost in Translation. Okay. And which Sideways, isn't, which isn't terribly recent. Well, Sideways was in the two thousands, right? That was two thousand three. Yeah, Lost in Translation was two thousand three, and Sideways was two thousand four. Okay. Now this is not the snob movie hour where we watch just the oh. <laughs> No, no sir. I yes. you know, we I haven't mentioned a French film yet mainly because I haven't seen any. Harry Potter and the Death of the I Hell do own some, but I should probably watch them. See, Dan Dan has a lot of stuff. You watch a lot of TV as well. Um yeah, it's almost too much. The, I uh, would say too much. It's distracted from watching movies. Do you have a fa- I I would say so. Do you have like a favorite like a top television series? To me it's too difficult. I've I've seen too many good television shows i'm i'm heavy into to science fiction tv shows big time like i love star trek and battlestar uh galactica. i still don't watch battlestar galactica i don't know I'm try- i have to get used to the frack stuff you owe you owe it to yourself you'll get uh you'll get over it um this oh yeah man it uh <laughs> you haven't wait until you hear it in a sexual content uh context oh, God, it's it's worse it's it's Maybe uncomfortable it's like oh like, Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. All I want to do is frack is the line. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, boy. I'm probably just going to laugh at that point. <laughs> I, did, I did, I did, I did. I have to turn it off and be like... <sighs> I chuckled the first time. Um, after after that, you after that it becomes part of the, the world. You get used to it. Um, show I just watched. We haven't even talked about what's in... Uh, should probably mention this for this is going to be one of the one of the segments we have on here uh, top of the box office right now uh, as of the recording of this podcast top of the box office is a uh, believe it or not dolphin tail the hell is that movie about? um dolphin ta- <laughs> you really you're not you're not aware of it hmm? dolphin tail dolphin tail is the uh, the movie with morgan freeman oh wasn't uh, he builds a prosthetic tail for uh, an oh engine. yeah okay now i know what that is uh 13.9 million um, yeah, they're talking about that on uh, another podcast, which we won't name because we don't want people to leave this one. And... No, no, of course not. Um, yeah. That that's uh, by the way, um, a movie that surprised me. It's currently holding eighty three percent on uh, the Rotten Tomatoes aggregate website. Um, it's not something I'm particularly interested in seeing, but it's gotten good reviews. I, my word was that it was going to be one of those free willy type films, and I'm like, oh, instantly bad. Um, so yeah, it turns out. Uh, not to be the case. Moneyball is uh, in second place at 12 million uh, even, and that's a uh, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And Moneyball, I do want to see. Yeah, for, I want to see Moneyball. Uh, being a big baseball fan, even if it is uh, a movie about the Oakland days. Um, there is, by the way, Dan. You should uh, search this out sometime after we're done recording. Um, for anybody out there, uh, if you're not a fan of the New York Yankees, uh, there's a, a parody trailer out there called Too Much Moneyball. And it, and it is about the Yankees. It was very well done and uh, really, really funny. Um, it's like, what's up with these New York Yankees? How do they keep winning games, spending $500 million a year? So, um, 
very uh, very topical. As uh, I'm going to be terrified to watch the uh, the ball game tonight, so I don't know. I still haven't decided. Dan, uh, we should probably mention this. Both in Michigan, both big Tigers fans. I, I don't think Dan is going to be watching the game tonight. Are you going to be following closely on the internet? And then if they, I might look in a couple times. Depending, like if the score is like. 15 to nothing Yankees. I'll just be like, no, I'm not even, even going to bother. I'm not even going to bother investing any more time. But if they now, have. If it's 15 to nothing Tigers, then I might start watching the game. You will watch, yeah. I, I don't like those nerve wracking, oh my God, it's one run game and they're going to make it big. My, part of me, part of me, uh, part of me doesn't want to watch, but then I remember last time the Tigers were in the playoffs and I'm like, I can't watch, I can't watch. And then I didn't watch and then I'm like, oh my God, they're winning games and I'm missing all of the good stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to make myself watch it, good or bad. Uh, number three uh, was The Lion King in 3D, 10.6 million, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I, you want to know something? I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I don't think. I think I've maybe seen bits and pieces of it over the course of my life, either in school or at home, um, something like that. But nothing uh, overly um, nothing overly prolonged. I don't, I don't recall much of the movie, and I have no interest in really seeing it. Um, opening, uh, opening, let's see, this is uh, stuff that is opening this weekend, uh, Real Steel, the Hugh Jackman movie, which I thought upon seeing trailers for it was going to be horrendous. Uh, but it's gotten not bad reviews. It's 59% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which means it's, you know, hovering over that fresh and rotten, uh, territory there. So, um, then there's, uh, the, uh, Ides of March, the political flick. That's opening this weekend. That looks kind of interesting. Based on its review, vaguely interesting. Based on its review, seventy nine percent so far uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, of course, the Human Centipede is opening. Centipede two or three or whatever. Twenty one percent. Not even close to being interested in those shit films. Uh, and coming soon is uh, Footloose, the remake. Oh my God! Is Kevin Bacon going to be in it? I don't think so. That's opening next weekend, and it's uh, already at 90%. So hopefully that's just a few early uh, fanboys, and that will... Fitness! Wasn't that the one where it was a town where dancing was illegal? I have no idea. I'm not certain. I remember a scene when he was, like, so angry. Like, he he went to, like, this abandoned, like, factory, and he just started dancing. There's parts where he's literally flying through the air past the camera. then I swear there's a part where he starts, you know, those, what are those things called? Those double bars and gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he starts doing that. I'm like, you're not dancing anymore. Is that where... Uh, you're actually doing gymnastics now. Is that where nobody puts a baby in a corner, that thing? Huh? Is that where that comes from? Nobody puts a baby in a corner. I thought that I'm came sure. from Footloose. <laughs> I, mean, I just remember that one scene where he was dancing and, and then started <laughs> doing gymnastics for no reason whatsoever. That has scarred you for life. Um, as far as uh, TV goes, there is some TV news, but one thing I do want to mention, uh, when the site launches, there's going to be uh, one of the reviews that's going to be up. Is uh, I'm going to be reviewing season one of the HBO program Game of Thrones, which I finally got around to, uh, to viewing in its entirety. Um, is that on Netflix? No, it is not on Netflix. Um, one thing, I, I don't want to give away too much out of the review, but let's just say that I really, really enjoyed the first season. Uh, and based on what I can tell, uh, it's a series of books. And based on what I can tell, they're turning each season, taking each book and turning it into a season, 
which is pretty amazing, actually, when you think about it. Usually they take a book and turn it into a movie. Here they're taking the book and splitting it into a television series, about 10 episodes per season. And uh, the first season was uh, amazing, I've got to say. Um, really, really, really well done. Um, also, there is some uh, some news that's uh, going to be posted on the website, but it's also already made the rounds here, there, and elsewhere. Star Trek The Next Generation is going to be hitting Blu-ray next year. Oh, man. Yeah, that, uh, by the way, huge, huge undertaking for that show uh, to put it on Blu-ray. Uh, so much so that most fans of the show, myself included, thought that it would probably never get the high-def treatment. Uh, mainly because when the show was made, they shot it on film and then transferred it to videotape to, uh, you know, for all of its uh, editing and uh, things like that. Uh, the same thing for the special effects. So there is no, like, uh, great master... Uh, there is no great master copies of the episodes because um, all the master copies are on video, uh, more or less. Uh, so essentially what they had to do, and I'm not kidding here, this is literally insane the amount of work they did, uh, was they took all 35,000 uh, plus reels of the show, the actual real film negatives, and yeah. recutting every single episode as they were on television Jesus. and transferring them to high def, and they're recompositing every single one of the special effects. People thought they were going to go back and have to do redo every single effect in the show uh, and upgrade them. Uh, in fact, I think it's I think it's more nerdy to go back and recomposition everything uh, in high definition. Uh, there's a, a teaser trailer up on the internet, and they're going to be releasing a sampler Blu-ray in uh, early 2012 with the first season uh, coming sometime later in the year. So, I am pretty pumped for that. Speaking of, uh, let's segue a little bit, too, because we have some TV and movie news, Dan. I'm sure you must have heard of this by now, that uh, Arrested Development is not only getting a movie, but they're going to be getting 10 uh, extra episodes. Sweetness. Have you heard about this yet? Yeah, I did hear about that, actually. It's supposed to be, isn't it like one episode, each episode's supposed to be about a character or something? Uh, Something like that. I think they're supposed to be doing, like, uh what has happened since the last episode up until the point of the movie, and then they're going to have the movie. So I have no idea what any of this is going to be about, but I have absolute and complete blind faith in these people uh, to put forth uh, an incredible uh, set of episodes and shows. One of my favorite uh, comedy shows ever, without a doubt, is Arrested Development. Um, it's just unfortunate that it had to come to this and the show should well, I don't know. I, I don't know, Dan, what do you think? I was going to be like, the show should still be on the air today, but it's, it's entirely possible had it stayed on the air for this long, it could have lost some of its mojo. <laughs> uh, you never know. Um, what season would it have been on? It was in 03. So would it have been nine season nine? <laughs> yeah, I think they could still go. I mean, what the hell is it? Uh, well, if it was super popular, it could go beyond nine. Correct. Um, did you, uh, get a chance to, uh, before we talk any more about stuff, did you get a chance to see the, uh, season premiere of House yet? Yes, I did. Uh, what'd you think? That was pretty good. It was good. It was, I'm wondering where they're going with it all. Um, now. I'm still wondering if it's going to be the last season. I, I think, have they made any announcements about whether or not it is? No, they, they still don't know. 
Um, Although Hugh Laurie said this might be his last, so I don't know what they're going to do with it. Oh, yeah. What are we going to do with this? (laughs) Um, Dr. Chase is like, I've legally changed my name to House. (laughs) And then they could still continue with the name. Or it'll be Chase MD instead. And no one will watch it, because who wants to watch a show where it's just him? It's just Chase. Uh, Who has left the show? It's just been Lisa Edelstein, right? Yeah. And What's-Her-Face is leaving, too. Um, Olivia Wilde? Uh, Yeah, Olivia Wilde's leaving. Okay, so we still have um, we still have Chase, we still have um, Omar Epps, and Robert Sean Leonard, obviously. Um, I mean, as long as you still have, I mean, because every TV show, I think all the best TV shows have this kind of like trifecta to it, um, the Kirk, Spock, and Bones uh, trio, and I think this was clearly House, Wilson, and, and Cuddy were the trio here, but. When you look at House as a, an amalgam for Sherlock Holmes, you really only need House and Wilson, obviously, or in this case, Holmes and Watson. Very cleverly, they changed those names, Dan. Oh, <laughs> they did. Um, do you think this should be the last season? I really think it should be. I, I don't want them to, to keep pushing it. To jump the shark? Yeah, I like the episode. I, I did. Um, I just don't know if I want them just to keep going on forever. Because, I mean, what do you do after this? I mean, he's been in prison for, what, six months when the show starts or something He's been in like prison. That? He went through rehab, which didn't work, apparently. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do, you do after this? Does he just, does, this, does the series end with him being, you know, murdered for being in, you know, for going too far? it's just like the end, it's kind of like the end of Lost where it's just like a close up of him bleeding to death and then his eyes close and it's like thanks fans <laughs> thanks for watching <laughs> uh, wasn't that uh, wasn't that how the shield ended I, I always heard that I, I've never I've never watched it but I heard it was a good show but I heard it ended with the main character committing suicide Whoa. yeah that's just pretty rare for a TV show to do something like that so Vic Mackey I think his name was something along those lines. Detective Scrooge. Um, <laughs> are you? Um, I always wanted to watch the Shield. What? What are you? Uh, what are you watching right now? Uh, right now, I am. Uh, well, mostly while well, I'm rewatching a lot of Thirty Rock because that's one of the funniest shows on TV. Right. But uh, I agree with you. Breaking Bad. I'm watching. Okay. I still have lost to finish because. I started watching Lost, and then I switched over to Cheers, in which I watched the entire season of che- entire series of Cheers, all eighty-five seasons of it. Yes, all eighty-five seasons, and then I went. Oh yeah, and I watched the Larry Sanders show, and I just and then Star Trek came on. There's like crap after it. The Breaking Bad is what I've been generally watching right now. Dan is not it's really good. Dan has not been infected at all by the. Uh... Uh, the changes made by Netflix slash Quickster. Um, does that happen, by the way? Um, you know, I, I really enjoy. Uh, when do they? When does Quick? When does Quickster start? Yeah, uh, I don't. They... I don't think they've announced an official launch date yet. But I'm guessing it'll have to be soon. They're also going to be doing games as well. Um, I've had a couple of friends ask me if we're going to cover games, and we may at some point cover games. Um, his point to me was there are cinematics in games. And I'm like, well, awesome. yeah, but then you got to have the games too, and they're freaking expensive. As like, I know people who have like just a ridiculous amount of games. Yes, I'm like, man, I wish I had those games, but I'm not rich. No, few are, few are, sir. Um, 
the uh, I guess there's a, I guess there are a few more things to talk about. You mentioned to me uh, off the air that Mortal Kombat is getting a movie. Uh, what's the story on that? Uh, apparently, there was a web. Well, what is it? Web, web like series. Webisode? Yeah, web series. Mm-hmm. Never saw the web series because I'm not. I was a big Mortal Kombat fan back in the day, back when like you know Mortal Kombat two came out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't really been paying attention to. It. I remember, you remember that cartoon they made. That no. CG cartoon no. before the first movie came out. No. That was so horrible. I remember watching it. Well, the movies awesome. weren't the movies weren't particularly great either. I think Mortal Kombat One may have a cult following of some sort, but Mortal Kombat Two was uh, inexcusable filmmaking. <laughs> uh, that should <laughs> that should be on how did this get made? I think um, that's a pretty bad film. Um, I can tell you a little bit about the web series. I haven't watched much of it. Uh, Jerry Ryan, by the way, was in it as uh, Sonya Blade. Um, but what it was is that somebody wanted to remake... Jerry Ryan was it? I didn't know Jerry Ryan played Sonya Blade in the second movie. No, 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 in the web series. Oh, in the web series. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody wanted to do uh, a remake of the series, like the Mortal Kombat thing, make it a TV show, but then kind of like base stuff sort of more uh, in a more realistic tone. I mean, obviously there's some stuff that you can't, uh, do, but they wanted to do a uh, more realistic, uh, more realistic show. Uh, but nobody wanted to take a chance on it. Surprise, surprise. But uh, a few people were like, well, hey, you know, we, we can give you a budget. We can give you this. We can give you that. Let's try this concept of doing a web series where they do, uh, they did about nine episodes. They're all on YouTube for free. Um, they did about nine episodes and they're roughly in the nine to 10 minute long per episode so they're like shorts so each episode you combine them all together it's about an hour and a half uh that sort of thing and each one of those episodes drew like a measurable large amount like in the two to three to four million views per episode um so many views um and that uh they thought, well, great, we can do a second season of this. Maybe it can get picked up on TV. And apparently, I guess, they're going to actually be making a film. They're going to give the guy who created the web series the helm to give him a bigger budget and to make a, a film based on it. Um, I guess with that many measurable views, um, it's hard to say no to. You know, If you're averaging three or four million, you know, that's, that's really not that terrible. Um, that's also pretty good for... Uh, you know, DVD and Blu-ray sales if they're going to be releasing it there, which they may in fact be. So um, I can't attest to the quality of it. I'm not sure how good how you know good the series is, um, but I've had some people tell me that I know for a fact did not like the movies and they thought the web series was uh, a, a step in the right direction. Um, so that sort of thing. Um, so there is that. What about uh, how do you feel about the uh, the news about the Simpsons? Dan, that they, the series may be canceled over contract disputes. Well, that's how it's going to end? Um, apparently, uh, uh, Fox is saying we need to make drastic cuts. We want to cut the voice actors' salaries by 45%. They don't want to get them cut. And if that's the case, then Fox is just going to end the series and then sell the rights off to you know for syndication and for, uh, you know, um, streaming, I'm guessing Netflix, perhaps, um, things like that. I'm not sure how to feel about this, Dan. The show's been on for, what, 23 years? It's been on since 1989. It's been on, you know, uh, I, I'm older than The Simpsons, but for as long as I can remember, The Simpsons have always been on television. 
Um, so I don't know how I feel about that. I haven't watched the show, though, in years, regularly. I haven't regularly watched The Simpsons in, like, five years, six years. <laughs> you? I haven't watched the show in a long time. I watched the movie. It that... sucks because, the, like, when you get into, like, the meat, like, the middle part of the series, mm-hmm. it's pretty much there's nothing better than that. Right, no, it's amazing. Uh, the movie was really good. Did you see the movie? The movie was really good. Yeah, the movie was good. Um, oh, Dan, Dan, Dan is not going really. He's just going good. It was <laughs> the movie good. was good. The movie was. It was pretty good. Acceptable. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. But I guess you're kind of comparing that to a, to many seasons of kind of not great stuff. Yeah. Um, like I don't think they ever went into like absolutely terrible uh, domain, but you know they yeah. got to a point where they were. Not. I've always kind of. If somebody asked me, Family Guy over, uh, over uh, Simpsons. Simpsons. I'd I'd always go with the Simpsons. Well, right. They have a long, They have a bigger catalog of better stuff. I mean, Family Guy's maybe laugh a lot, but nothing beats like the the like the middle stuff of the Simpsons. It's like no, the, the middle pinnacle. seasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, I think Futurama is the best though. I really like Futurama. I haven't been keeping up with it like I should though. On the. Uh, on the newer seasons. I have not been keeping up like I should. Um, I'm, I've fallen way behind in that department. And Phil Hartman did the, some of the best voices on the planet. Oh, for the Simpsons? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. No, <laughs> no argument for me at all. You may remember me from such infomercials as... Um, yeah, absolutely no argument. The lawyer he did was awesome, too. I can't, Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz, <laughs> yes, was uh, amazing. No, what are you down? The Simpsons have some of the best secondary characters in the history of television. Uh, just, you know, I, 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 in fact, I've gotten to a point with The Simpsons where somebody asks, like, who's your favorite character on The Simpsons? I think almost anybody nowadays would probably mention a secondary character. I don't think nearly as many people care about the main characters anymore as they do the, the secondary characters. I think more people would be happy if they did, like, a spinoff. You know how many people hated the Cleveland Show spinoff? Because it's He's like a lot of. It's like you took the least interesting character from the Family Guy series and did a spin-off of him. Um, I don't think you could do that with The Simpsons. Like, we're going to do a comic book store guy spin-off. I think that would be amazing. Um, or the even Bumblebee Man at this point. I'd be like, okay, I'll watch a Bumblebee Man <laughs> spin-off. Ay, caramba! He's grande! Ay, <laughs> caramba! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would... I remember I would, that giant poster they had of all the... All the characters, it was huge. It was, yeah, it was in fact ginormous. Um, so, Dan, have you, what is the last movie you watched? Blah. Can you even remember? Holy crap, I've been watching so much TV. I'm not sure what the heck it was. It's been a while. Well, I know I was watching... For some reason I was watching JFK a lot. <laughs> We've been feeling conspiratorial, are we? But but mainly the uh, mainly like the the parts of the show that I liked, specifically the Mister X Donald Sutherland scene. Ah yes, the yes, my Talk name is X. Quick stuff. <laughs> well, you see, run away. Um, you said I do love that part though, where he makes fun of the. Uh, he's like, well, who in the water is scenery? The most important question is why. And then he asked who benefits. He said not to ask who. <laughs> yeah, he actually says that in the movie. He's like, he said, you said not to ask who. He's like, okay, well, it's, it's okay for this time. And it's like, just as once, it's okay. Just as once, it's okay. Um, is there anything... Does, that, Donald Sutherland does say, he's like, who in the water scenery? 
you know, why did this happen? He's like, benefits. But but Kevin Costner does not say that. Kevin Costner, obviously not smart enough at that time to question <laughs> oh, Sutherland's kid. You just said not to ask, X, if that is your real name. It's not. Um, I could give you a fake name, but I won't. Just call me X. <laughs> That's a fake name. I'm unimaginative. <laughs> um, is there anything you're really looking forward to? I mean, like I said, we mentioned Moneyball, but I also want to see uh, Contagion. I have yet to see that. Um, I want to see Moneyball. Moneyball, I'm really into seeing. Uh, I've got I've got some movies on my uh, on my block to see here, and I've also got some TV too. I've um, as I said before, I, I watch old and new stuff, so I'm. Uh, I'm sitting on Green Lantern. I haven't decided whether or not to watch it yet. Um, is that the... That is the Ryan Reynolds movie. Although I, I heard cannot, it's crap. Um, I heard it's crap, too, uh, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, also, I, know, I have a confession. I've never really been a comic book person. I don't know why. No, um, you, you have enjoyed some comic book movies, I think. Like The Watchmen would probably be the first comic book I'd ever read, but... Um, did you enjoy, Well, I mean, have you enjoyed the Dark Knight uh, films? Those have been yeah. decent. Those have been decent. Yeah. Um, I've I've got a let's see. I'm sitting on Attack the Block right now, um, which is uh, actually a, a UK film with um, starring the uh, the other half of the Simon Pegg Nick Frost team. Uh, I'm talking about Nick Frost, of course. Uh, it's about aliens who land in this really tough neighborhood of uh, in the UK somewhere, and these uh, kids fight them off. Uh, critically acclaimed, apparently. It's uh, gotten a lot of Good reviews, so I've got that on the docket to check out. Uh, what would happen if aliens landed in like Compton or something? <laughs> See, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, I didn't. This movie is opening my eyes because I had no idea there were tough neighborhoods in the UK, but now I know that there are. Um, I've also I'm also got uh, the Beaver, the uh, the Mel Gibson movie. Uh, oh, isn't that the one where it's like Mel Gibson is like he's uh, up with this Beaver puppet or something? He's essentially uh, yeah the the teacher from South Park, whatever it is. Um, I heard it's. Mr. Hyatt. I heard it's amazing. Like it's a really good movie and performance. So I'm gonna try to check it out despite my dislike for Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel it's horrible what happened to what Mel Gibson's done to himself. Because despite the fact that you know he's like very people are saying, oh, he's the only conservative in Hollywood, which isn't true. Oh no, but, no, God, John Voight for God's sakes. Yeah, John Voight. But <laughs> I mean, he is a good actor and he's a great uh, filmmaker. But yeah, he kind of went crazy. And not just the, the, the comment he made towards the cop, mm-hmm. but then there was that stuff like, what was the fight with his ex-wife or something? Yeah, and the comment about, about the hot tub and yes. stuff. Hopefully he can redeem himself Tom Cruise style. I didn't like Tom Cruise for a while either when he was kind of going through his you know ridiculous phase. Um, <laughs> we he, did not say what religion he belongs to. He event, No, for fear of lawsuit. Uh, he uh, <laughs> Let's just say it rhymes with Mayanology, the study of Mayans. Proctology. Uh, Proctology. Um, in the uh, made up cult, the Stanley made up cult. The uh, in, in the uh, the old film department, I'm also sitting on Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which I have yet to see. So that is also in my docket. In the TV department, I have the first uh, two seasons of Fringe that I'm going to start trying to watch. Um. Uh, and, I saw an episode of uh, what the hell, Terra Nova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the first, uh, the pilot episode, and I saw the most recent episode. 
Uh, the one with all those weird birds attacking people? Yeah, that was the most recent episode, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. What, they, okay, they go back in time, right? Yeah. And they land on this planet. Were, like, those houses there to begin with? No, they, um... Because that looks like some fancy... They had to put plumbing and everything in there. They, um... I can give you the backstory real quick. We are running out of time a little bit, but I can give you the backstory real quick. I'm going to try to... By the way, I should mention we're going to keep these episodes a little bit uh, shorter, but uh, try to keep them under an hour. But I will give you... I'll give you the rundown real quick. Um, they So they're from... I think you got the idea that they may have come from this uh, dystopian-type Earth uh, where, more or less, uh, everything bad that scientists have warned us about, about uh, climate change... Uh, ruining the environment and things like that. Uh, the, they come from this future Earth where, in fact, all of these things have come to pass. Uh, the world is no longer livable, uh, so much so that when they get to Terra Nova, they are like, you know, it's going to take you a few minutes to get accustomed to breathing, like, you know, like really fresh air. Uh, and they have to take, like, enzymes in these drinks for, like, they have to drink them for, like, a week before they can actually eat real food. Uh, because their body will not be able to handle, like, actual food, uh, things like that. Um, anyway, uh, scientists, by by chance, discover some sort of uh, rift in time. Uh, the origins of this are not gone into detail. I'm not sure whether that's on purpose, like they're holding out and they're going to tell us at a later date, or it's just going to be one of those things like, hey, this is just the device that we use to, to get you to this place, uh, and we're not going to explain it. Either way is fine with me. I don't really care. Um, but they find this rift, and they determine that it goes backwards in time. And they do not have any control over how far back it goes. It only opens to this one particular point. Um, they developed a probe that they thought they would put through this thing, and then they could determine how far back in time it actually goes uh, by just putting it back there and then finding, you know, just uh, finding it in their present and then, you know, carbon testing it or whatever to see how old it, it in fact was. But they put it through and then they never were able to find it in their present, uh, which led many of them apparently to theorize that it uh, it's in a, you know, a multiverse. It's like on Earth, but it's another Earth. So it's not their Earth in the past. It's a different Earth in the, in the past. Um, at which point they do human trials and things like that. They send you know uh, volunteers through things like that, and then they get the idea of well, you know, the planet is dying. So we're going to try to move as many people as we can from here to there, and so then we will kill that planet. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the idea there is supposed to be that. They aren't going to do that. They're going to try to do things right, fix it, uh, make things right from you know from the word go. Um, and they send people over. Now, where the show starts, because uh, it follows this family, and um, the dad actually has to break out of prison. He's not allowed to go. Uh, they do a um, they do a scene earlier, like a uh, like a setting scene where they uh, let you know that. They get busted by the police. They find out they have broken the. Uh, they have a population control limit, and they have one more child than they should. They can only have two children, um, and they have three. And uh, the uh, the child gets taken away, and he goes to prison. Um, eventually, the child is returned to the mother, and the two siblings. Uh, the mother is a an important doctor, and when she is uh, called to go 
uh, to Terra Nova with the kids. The husband can't go because he's in prison, and the extra kid can't go either. Um, so uh, they then come out with this thing to like bust him out of prison, and they smuggle the girl uh, in uh, with them, and they kind of sneak in. So they follow them, and then it's revealed that they're actually um, a part of what they call the Tenth Pilgrimage. So there have been nine other groups that have come before them that have obviously set all of this stuff up. And, um, yeah, the show kind of goes from there. Um, obviously, it's only in a couple of episodes. That's so much backstory uh, for a show that I haven't decided whether or not I like it or not yet. I can't. So how much time has there been between the first <laughs> pilgrimage and the tenth? Uh, they don't really say, but I'm willing to bet based on looking at the place that it's probably been, you know, a couple, you know, 10, 15 years, something like that, 20 years. Yeah, because it looks really, like they have plumbing and everything, it's like the house looked ridiculously nice. Yes. I mean, it's not full of electronics or things like that, but... Well, then I don't want to go to there. And obviously it's a slightly different Earth, too, because some of the dinosaurs are, are different. They're not dinosaurs we've become accustomed to. Some are, some aren't, so... Um, and I guess it's kind of gone from there. In the first episode, they found uh, um, some kids that were wandering found rocks that at first looked like they had hieroglyphics carved onto them. Um, but then it was, uh, as they expanded outwards, you saw that it wasn't hieroglyphics so much as it was like complex mathematical equations carved into the rock, um, which Whoa. has people wondering you know, if there's a civilization living on this planet or if it has been visited or if it's currently you know one of those things so there's a lot going there's a lot going on there and like they i never said, explained where that rift came from it just appeared um they have not explained yet but that's not to say that they won't um well, it's probably it's probably appeared in other places mm-hmm. oh, man. spoiler spoiler possibly <laughs> i have no idea um i like i said i just can't believe i talked that much about terra nova and i haven't decided whether or not i really like the show yet it's only a couple of episodes in i'm intrigued by the concept but i, I haven't been sold on it there was that other tnt show uh, falling skies i think it was um it was also spielbergian uh involved because he's involved with, in this show as well um but that's about uh He's pretty much involved in everything. But that uh, Falling Skies is about... Uh, Steven Spielberg is actually involved in this podcast. He actually is. He's an uh, executive producer. Um, I've never seen him or talked to him, but he gets residuals. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like what you're doing really, really, right now. He gets uh, 10% of zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he... Uh, that, that show is uh, like... Uh, following a band of, of rebels following an alien invasion. So it's there's been an alien invasion, the aliens won, and there's smatterings of humans, and that's when the show picks up. Uh, I thought it would be really good, uh, but I just found it incredibly boring. I watched a couple of episodes. I had to watch the pilot twice because I fell asleep the first yeah. time watching it and then barely stayed awake to watch it the second time and then watched a follow-up episode, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not getting into this show, uh, which is amazing because I am such a sci-fi person, but... Too much talkie, not enough booms. <laughs> that's not that's not entirely, that's not, a, that's not entirely accurate. Um, but uh, fairly fairly accurate. <laughs> one of the one of the many things that you will find. Uh, I may never write a review of that. Hopefully, uh, one of the other guys on the staff. Uh, once we get a, a larger staff, right now we've got uh, two or three people that are going to be working on cinemageekly.com, but. 
uh, we can perhaps uh, throw that out to a, a throw a wider net, and maybe we'll find somebody who does like falling skies, and they can write about it. Uh, but it certainly will not be me because uh, something I mean, something amazing has to happen. There's been very there's been many shows where I've decided to not watch them from the get go, and then watch them later, and was like, what was I missing? Um, or sometimes I was like, uh, my God, I can't believe I've never watched this show. Uh, this happened to me quite a bit. I, I didn't like Freaks and Geeks the way they presented it at first, and then I saw it, and then I borrowed the DVD from you, and mm-hmm. pretty much thought it was one of the best high school TV shows ever. Yes, I agree. I didn't have the nerve to watch uh, what was in my so-called life. Um, <laughs> that show ruined high school for me. Yes, I uh, the the I've never oh. watched I have never watched a show, disliked it, and then went back to it and found that I've enjoyed it. Though I've been a pretty good judge of character from that perspective there's been many times where i've decided ahead of time to not watch something and i've been proven wrong but very rarely have i ever like watched something and was like and eh. the only time that ever happened for me was firefly i had a hard time making it through the uh the uh pilot and didn't didn't necessarily enjoy the first episode after the pilot and then gave up on the show and then one day popped up on netflix and i was like what the heck gave it another shot and then really enjoyed the entire series and the uh, the film that followed it, so um, it happens, just not often. Hmm. <sighs> so there's one more thing we're gonna do, Dan. Uh, in case What's you may, that? there's no games, no games, no worry, no, oh. don't worry about that. And we're not gonna do a movie roulette. Um, but there is something I do want to mention. Um, number one, we uh, we uh, the follow the uh, well. First, we can talk about uh. <laughs> We can talk about uh, um, DVD and Blu-ray because we are going to be talking about that uh, as well because that's where movies end up after they're done in the big screen. Uh, top the top rentals, by the way, in the DVD category: Transformers: Dark of the Moon, oh, Th- uh, Thor, uh, X-Men: First Class, Fast Five, and Paul. By the way, all of those are fresh, with the exception of Dark of the Moon. Um. Yeah, the reviewers were like, Dark of the Moon, sounds interesting. Who directed it? Michael Bay. Whoa! <laughs> and um, as I mentioned, Dolphin Tale is number one at the box office uh, currently, Dan. But uh, next week, we're going to do this thing where, who do you, who do you, what do you think is going to be uh, number one next week? Do you think Dolphin Tale holds on? I don't think any of the movies under Dolphin Tale are going to jump up. I think, well, what's starting next week? Uh, the Ides of March and Real Steel are the two movies that I think would have any shot. That is Real Steel. Real Steel would be the uh, the Hugh Jackman boxing robot movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't know about this? It's currently holding 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's now fresh. So uh, Hugh Jackman is a robot? No, 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 no. Hugh Jackman is a human being. Uh, who used to be a boxer, but this takes place in a not too distant future where uh, humanity has decided that boxing is a little too barbaric for humans to do. Um, so now it's kind of like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, sort of. Oh, okay. And um, his kid finds this junky robot after he has gambled away all of his uh, winnings uh, with his robots or whatever. Um, and his kid finds this junky one. And it sort of becomes like this kid and his dog story where the kid gets really attached to the robot, but it's a really junky robot. But Jackman teaches it how to fight and things like that. Um, here's the here's the uh, the overall synopsis. Sounds really dumb. 
Uh, I, well, I thought so too. I, especially judging by the trailers. But right now it's 61% on Rotten Tomato, and the uh, the consensus is silly premise notwithstanding. This is a well-made Hollywood movie, thrilling and exciting action with uh, just enough characterization. So it's like, yes, it's silly, but it's well-made, and it's not bad. Like, you would think it would be, like, laughably bad, like bad dialogue, bad acting. And apparently it's none of those things. Apparently it's uh, well-written, good dialogue, silly, silly, silly premise. Uh, but you well made. Um, so it's that and Ides of March. So what do you think is going to be Dolphin Tail holding on? I'm going to go with Ides of March. Really, I think Real Steel is going to do it because you got you, look. You've got your political thriller, right? That's what Ides of March is. Yeah, but it's got George Clooney in it. Um, it's already certified fresh, by the way. Uh, oh, hey, that that list is here. Never mind. Oh, is it now? <laughs> It's uh, Ryan Gosling, George Clooney, Paul Giamatti, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Marissa, Listen to that star power there, dude. Evan Rachel Wood. Um, you do have political thriller, uh, but I really think that Hugh... Don't you think Hugh Jackman robot boxing movie is going to probably end up at number one? Yeah, it probably is, but I don't know. I had some March seems like it'd be a better movie for me. I'm going with Real Steel. Well, I'm, this is just what do you think is going to top the box office next week. I think it's going to be Real Steel. With Ides of March probably coming in, uh, yeah, probably. a close set. Where, oh, okay, there we go. My all-time great movies. Okay, well, Dan's going to tell us what his... last time. Last time I edited this was November fifth, two thousand six. Hopefully, I haven't seen any good movies since then. <laughs> there was one on there. It was like I rated the Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. and it was last time I re- edited that was like December of two thousand three. Wow. So, yeah. Just after Nemesis came out, probably. Yeah, some Nemesis is on there, probably at the bottom. Well, not at the very bottom, but... Well, yeah, it better be above five. So what was, what was the, did you say top ten? Well, no, I just want to know, like, maybe your top five films. Oh, top five. Well, then it starts off with Third Man, then Citizen Kane, Raging Bull, Goodfellas, and Jifk. Okay. I also have some other movies on here that I, like, The Maltese Falcon was really good. Dan, would you would you say you're a fan of particular? What the hell is boot? Das boot, perhaps. That's probably what it is, but it doesn't have a das before it. It's just boot. Hmm. Like, I don't remember seeing a movie called Boot and really liking it. Yes, it is. It's the boat. It should be das boot. That was a good movie too. Boot. Have you ever seen that? I've not seen das boot. Uh, I stand by my uh, my previous and ignorant statement of I will not watch a film if I also have to read it at the same time. Um, they they have a translation of it. Well, I'm sure they do. They have they, a voiceover thing, and it's really funny because it doesn't. Uh, they do have an English voiceover version. Yes, it's horrible. There's a part where they fire off a torpedo, and the guy stands up, and his mouth's open, and it looks like he says something. And then, like a second later, you hear. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would say that they would do voice acting for the torpedo. They shoot a torpedo, and you just hear a guy go whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> hey, hey, Mac! You don't have to do the voiceover for the torpedo. It's a sound effect. It's kind of trans- like Mean Streets. I really like Mean. To be honest, I think I like Mean Streets more than I like Goodfellas. Would you say you're more of a film noir kind of? Do you have a genre that you are like? I'm sci-fi all the way. Is my main genre of film. Most of the movies I like fit into sci-fi. Probably I, sci-fi fantasy. In I there, don't so. really go for musicals. But you have some. Yes. What do you have? I don't always go for them. 
What do you? What do you? What do you? Other than that, I pretty much like all movies. What do you have? Well, but there's some stuff that you don't really particularly care for, though. Like you said, comic book movies, you're not really big into. Well, I'm not big into comic books, but um, books that are based off of comic books that are good. I wish I would have brought this up. <laughs> like Watchmen. Um, oh, Watchmen was really good. Watchmen was great. Uh, they, I really should have. Did you like 300? You didn't like 300. Uh, I didn't hate it, but I also didn't like it. You weren't it. a fan of all of the slow-mo yeah, it was just like. Do you think they used it to better effect in Watchmen? I thought they used it to better effect in Watchmen. Yeah, like in, in, like ever since I've seen a Tide commercial that used slow mo like that, it's all because of the Matrix. Oh, did you use like? Did you enjoy like Sin City? Because that was graphic novel as well. Yeah, Sin City was good. You may enjoy more graphic novel based films than like the obviously all the all What's the difference that, between a comic book and a graphic novel. Mm, most, I think most, they were the same thing. Eh, graphic novels, I think, are more harder edged and more adult themed. They have books. boobies in them. Yeah, so if you want to if you want to see boobies, sir, uh, Game of Thrones is your show. There's not an it's, episode that goes by where you don't see at least forty five boobs. This is uh, all it is is boobs. So many. So <laughs> matter many. of fact, there's no actors' faces. It's just boobs, and they just literally that's what it is. Them. With faces drawn on them, and then there's just voiceover work. They like taking the out of titles. Like yes, they do. The company is now just company. So now I'm all confused. That, well, the player has the Dan so enjoyed like what these movies are. Dan enjoys company. <laughs> I also enjoyed boot. Dan enjoys boot. Boot and Company, those are two great films. I really wanted to mention this earlier instead of ending the show on a down note. This is a bad way to uh, start or conclude, I should say, episode zero. Um, And it's somewhat, I would say somewhat tech-related. Obviously, Steve Jobs died Mm -hmm. uh, the other day. I'm sure you're well aware of that. The news has covered it uh, here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, I know, which is kind of weird. I mean, the CEO dies, they're not like... Holy crap! Jack Welch has passed away. <laughs> well, no, but I think a lot of people see. Was... I think a lot of people see Jobs as kind of like a you know like a Da Vinci type person yeah. when it comes. And obviously, he didn't invent the MP3 player or invent the tablet PC or any of those things, but he certainly made them infinitely better. Would you say now? Here's it's also important to podcasting because absolutely. I mean, you wouldn't call a podcast if it wasn't for the iPod. That's where podcast comes from. Yeah, um, iTunes made it possible for like the one place where you could congregate all the podcasts and get them. Yes. Um, here's the thing. I don't want to debate this. Or I don't think you would care, especially now, obviously. Um, but obviously he changed the music business forever, like the way people listen to music, without a doubt. I have not bought a CD in a decade uh, because of digital music. I can't remember the last CD I bought. I think, got rid of DRM, too. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the last CD I bought was probably Metallica's St. Anger CD. St. Anger! Yeah. That was the last CD I think I bought. Um, now, here's the thing. Do you think he's uh, changed the way we watch movies forever? Because people well, are if- saying that, too, and I don't necessarily agree. If the ITV were supposed to be what it was supposed to be, I'd probably say yeah. Quite possibly. Because the way the ITV was supposed to, or not ITV, the Apple TV, well, ITV is owned by someone else. But. Well, because people are like, you can watch you know, movies on the iPad or whatever, but to me, that's you know, people don't want to watch movies that way. Well, what the Apple TV was supposed to be is, it was supposed to be like the iPad on your TV. And what people were saying is, oh, well, if 
like HBO could now bypass the cable companies and just, you know, put an app on, uh, and you could just subscribe to HBO right through the app. Right. And you would now get HBO and all the shows, you know, right on your TV without, ha- without needing cable. Well, Which is what a lot of, but, but you right, need, right. Yeah. Um, clearly that is what people would like to do. I think that's where Apple TV w- w- uh, was going. Then yeah, I'd say he changed the, well, would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause, cause I think that's where Apple TV is going and still, uh, Steve Jobs, I doubt was just like, Oh crap, I'm going to die. You guys do what you want. He, uh, he probably had, uh, he probably has a lot of things still down the road that had his fingerprints on them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, uh, I mean, they, so the next Apple TV may be that, and that may be what he wanted to do. They've said that, of, you know, retarded ass company, retarded, stupid ass company saying, Oh no, we don't want that. Well, you backed off maybe at first. Well, they've said that DNA line about a hundred million times. The, his DNA is going to be in this country for, or country, this <laughs> this company uh, for you know for a long time to come. And that is disgusting, and they shouldn't say that. And it's uh, it's probably true though. I mean, I remember uh, people saying that the iPad was in de- has been in development since like '03 or something yeah, like that. Like probably say as far back as uh, when the Newton came out. Well, because right, the Newton maybe was the original iPad. It was a t- it was a little tablet. Right, right. I think the Newton was before him, though. I, or, well, I shouldn't say before. The Newton was in between him. Right, in between. It was both before Apple. and after him. In between, you mean his stints at Apple, or yeah, because ah. um, he got kicked out at one point. Probably yes, one yes. of the probably one of the worst I, uh, biggest blunders in yeah, the worst business history, perhaps business decision in the history of the planet because they went straight downhill. Yeah, they did. They did not make good de- uh, devices after that. I think they're I think they're in good shape for the future. But and he comes um, back and all of a sudden it's like, oh hey, Apple. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, have you watched any movies on your iPad? Um, no. I mean, and and that's largely because I don't think people want to watch their movies and TV shows on a small screen. I don't think they want to sit there and hold something and and hold it and yeah. watch it. I, I do think. read a lot and do a lot of stuff on it. Well, right, it's always by my side. <laughs> I well, mean, when I'm on the when I'm like playing video games and you know sometimes you have to re, you have that respawn time. Are you so, doing the podcast? Oh, good, yeah, are you doing the podcast via it now, or are you on the laptop? No, I'm on the laptop, but I have done the podcast from the iPad. Yeah, yeah. The first uh, the first uh, Sphericast with you and I were was done from the Skype app on the iPad, the iPad 1 as it is now. But uh, uh, I think that probably comes from the fact that, look, when you're using it in other ways, you're interacting with it. Um, when you're listening to music, you just, you're just you not staring at the screen when you're listening to music unless you're interacting via an app or a game or um, browsing the Internet in some form or fashion with it. I don't think people want to s- just sit and stare at it and watch movies. I think that's why... People prefer for their TVs, they relax in their chair and they watch it on a bigger screen. Like, I don't know if they've yet revolutionized the way we watch movies because I think people want it to be more immersive. They like their TV and movie viewing to be immersive, um, which is why I I don't think a lot of people really watch stuff. uh, Like, I don't think most iPad users watch a lot of movies on their iPad. Well, they do. I think that's why they added the AirPlay stuff. So now you, if, if you have Apple TV or something maybe that's AirPlay enabled, I don't know right. if they do that for different TVs now, but you can have it on your iPad and just send it right to the TV. Right. But I do the the thing Barack Obama said was pretty true though. He said like one of the what was it the 
one of the greatest compliments, I guess, is that most people learned of his death from, you know, a device he created. Right. Which is true for me, because I, I heard the little bling, and I look over at my iPad, and it's like, Apple has confirmed Steve Jobs has died. I'm like, oh. Right. So I, the iPad told me that he died. I don't think it's a big shock to anybody. I think when he resigned for good, Plus, if you saw what he looked like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he, looked, like, very, he looked horrible. Like, very thin. Like, yeah. I wish I looked that thin, but not as a result of the reasons he looked so thin. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, ter- terrible news, um, but I don't think it's going to affect Apple too much. I think maybe in 15 years we'll see how Apple is without any of you know his his hands in the pipeline, so to speak. Yeah, well, I feel um, like at Microsoft, after Bill Gates left, it hasn't done too well. <laughs> now, you know, I mean, well, I mean, there's the new Windows that's coming out. Uh, we'll yeah, see. that looks interesting. We'll see about that. Um I'm still not sold on watching TV from computers and things like that. I still prefer my, like I said, TV and movies, I prefer them to be as immersive as possible. So on the biggest possible screen, and nobody wants to carry around a 42-inch handheld device. So uh, at least as far as I can tell, nobody wants to carry around a 42-inch handheld. Um, Perhaps that may change. I'm unaware. I don't think that will be the case, though. Um, I'd say Productive Episode Zero. This is uh, infinitely more productive if anybody has the uh the gumption to uh go to sphercast.us and listen to uh episode zero of that show uh, i think you would agree that uh despite the flaws of this particular episode uh this is uh, a masterpiece of podcasting by comparison uh to that particular episode um so once again i want to thank everybody for uh listening in uh to the very first episode of the cinema geekly podcast uh can of course listen at cinemageekly.com or on iTunes. All that information will be uh, available shortly uh, when the site launches. Of course, we're also going to have uh, not just the podcast, but uh, uh, some movie news, reviews, blogs, uh, all sorts of stuff is going to be uh, going on over there. And we're going to talk TV as well. And uh, some of my friends have their way. Uh, probably some video game chatter as well at some point, I'm yeah. sure. Um, that's when Dan may in fact join in more often. Possibly, depending but, on what games they're talking about. If you, if, you, <laughs> if you haven't been able to get enough of Dan, though, you can always uh, hear more of him at uh, SphereCast.us. Um, Dan doesn't do a whole lot on Twitter or Facebook, though. So, if you want to, well, post an awesome Apple commercial. If you do want to, if you do want to follow him, it's he's on uh, Facebook and Twitter. I know, I know, it's Gribblehopper on Twitter. I. I, I <laughs> That's what it is on Facebook, too. Is it? So it's Facebook.com slash Gribblehopper. Twitter.com slash Gribblehopper. Uh, Hopefully we can get some sort of Gribblehopper.info website. Uh, I should get a about me slash Gribblehopper. (laughs) What does it mean? Who knows? I don't think you even know. I know what it came from. It's something incredibly stupid. Okay, so we won't mention it on the air. Um... Yeah, we'll, we'll spare it. We'll spare it. Perhaps we'll save it for another episode when we're desperate for content. Um, uh, but for this week, again, thank you for listening to the Cinema Geekly Podcast. My name's Anthony Lewis. And my name is Dan And we'll see you next week.
Music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The FMA is an interactive library of high-quality, legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons, the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by Busker Droid. Visit them on the internet at buskerdroid.com or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash buskerdroid. <laughs>